0: Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at Babbel.com slash BlueWire. That's 60% off at Babbel.com slash BlueWire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash BlueWire. Rules and restrictions apply. Hey there. Welcome to Nick Pollock and
1: Friends, where I talk to people I know and who you should know. Today, we're talking to Lauren Auerbach. Lauren, how you doing?
2: I'm good, Nick. Thank you for having me on here. I'm excited to, to chat with you today.
1: Me too. I got mm-hmm. to really know you at First Bitch Arizona, um, I guess. Oh, boy, that's over a month ago now. I know. It's crazy. Um, Time flies. Yeah. And it was uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I got I got I to go know more about Lauren now. Mm-hmm. And for everybody listening, tell everybody where they can find you and everything that you do.
2: I am over at Fantrax where um, I write uh, baseball articles as well as football articles. And that's where you can find most of my work. And I'm at Twitter at LK Auerbach.
1: There you go. Uh, yes. Only baseball articles. Only I, know, only. I know. I know.
2: I lied about football. I don't really do football. Just <laughs> no, of, course, that. of
1: course you do. Uh, <laughs> and um, so how I normally do this uh, mm-hmm. is we start all the way back at the beginning all the way, all back, the way okay. back which was of course just a month ago mm-hmm. um yeah as <laughs> we were in the room for eno's uh wonderful uh appearance on sleeper in the bust mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, that was a good one and i think that's the only event that happened actually the that was it mm-hmm.
2: but um, i i i thought we weren't allowed to talk about that are we allowed to talk about
1: that no, no no i mean that's it we just it was it was the best if you weren't there it's just one of those things that you should be at First Pitch Arizona.
2: I wholeheartedly agree that if you haven't been to First Pitch Arizona, this was my first time I went and I had heard great things about it um, previously. And I, it it lived up to all of that and more. I think it's just a really great um, venue to meet people uh, in the industry, as well as people who aren't in the industry and um, just you know, sit and talk baseball with them for a weekend and they're great panels and the people are great. And it was fun.
1: You know, one of my favorite things that you did uh, mm-hmm. at at first pitch Arizona was you mm-hmm. didn't go to the home run derby. Instead, you watched I- the world series.
2: <laughs> that is right. We, we were, I think that was probably the last time that I saw you. And I did want to ask you if you've really fully recovered from that because we were sitting know. next to each other <laughs> and I'm just, once Wheeler was pulled I, I think was that so, was the end of you I for the evening.
1: So, I was so upset. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. was so upset. Yeah. It, it, I, it's Blake I Snell 2.0. Mm-hmm. And we, we're going to yell at the whole, we've been yelling at the Blake Snell thing for like two years. Right. And But we're, no one's talking about this Wheeler one. And it's the same scenario.
2: Mm-hmm. He had it. He was I, it lying. was there. It was so close, right? And then it was just, I don't know if it's like you get too cute or you overthink. I don't really know what, what happened there but then everything went downhill it went sideways yeah, was, from there i was
1: depressed for like you a were you really hour. were like
2: I, that was it for you for that <laughs> night you were done so you know and it was like that was oh, the end man. of you for the evening and but, i think uh i briefly saw you maybe the next morning but everyone was kind of leaving the, the next I morning was, and i was oh like
1: man mm. i was just done no no hanging with you jenny and sarah mm-hmm, sarah mm-hmm. sanchez jenny yep. butler as well made it so much better it was um, fun. And
2: I, I, I will say, I mean, I know that there are, uh, one of the fun things about, uh, that, that weekend is that they have, you know, like a handful, you know, like two or three, um, minor league games and they have, you know, the oh home yeah. run derby. And I think it's just one of those things where you can kind of pick and choose what you want to do. And, um, I think going into the final game of the world series, I was like, well, let's just see how this game goes. Mm-hmm. And if it's, if it was, if it was some sort of blowout, I may have, you know, toddled on over to the home run derby, but um, I just wanted to see what happened. And then it was just like, you couldn't, you couldn't leave, you know?
1: Oh yeah. It, so. y- you couldn't. And yeah. all right. Dusty got his ring. Okay. It, yeah. Dusty got, got
2: I know everyone was just like, well, it's yeah. good for Dusty. I was <laughs> um, like, you know, all right.
1: Well, this is uh, enough about me and my, um, Lack of enthusiasm for the Astros winning that game. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's go to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and where where does Lauren Harbach star story start? What were you doing when you were eight years old? Your dreams and aspirations.
2: What was I doing when I say I was collecting a lot of baseball cards when I was eight? Like I Shocking. was, I was like that was <laughs> my thing. I um, I mean, I was originally I was born in Omaha, Nebraska, but my family kind of quickly we. I basically kind of grew up in Colorado from, you know, like four or five years old up until middle school. Um, Mm -hmm. And then from middle school on, I grew up in Arizona, went to college there. But for like little Lauren, little Lauren is kind of in in Colorado. And, um, you know, I think one of the things that was... um, like I loved collecting baseball. For some reason, I just loved baseball. That was just kind of innate. I don't. I don't really know where that came from because no one in my family, um, kind of in my immediate family, I guess, was like big baseball fans. Um, and but I loved it. And we didn't have Colorado didn't have a. I'm going to date myself here, but uh, Co- Colorado didn't have a professional baseball team, then, right? So, um, at the time, I <laughs> this was like in the Well, like if I was 10, kind of like in the late eighties, early nineties, I really Mm -hmm. liked the Oakland athletics because that was the time when you had like the Bash brothers. Right. So it was just like, Jose can say, I was just like, that was just, that was what little Lauren liked at the time because that's what was there. But I would, I would, you know, to kind of go back to your question. I, I was a huge uh, baseball card collector and, um, I would spend hours downstairs, um, like with my baseball cards, like organizing them. And I would buy Beckett's, and I would just like go through and I'd stare at the the, the back of baseball cards. And oh,
1: Beckett! I, I had loved that it. Yeah. Uh huh.
2: Yeah, I loved and I it. Always, and I would check my my uh, cards because we would off.
1: say that we, there would be like two two columns, mm-hmm. the lowest and the highest. And I mm-hmm. always always said that I had the highest. <laughs> right? It was yeah. like $3 for the premium card. Uh-huh. Oh like yeah. You, step. yeah. You always
2: had the highest, like, unless right. there was something that was really, really like <laughs> dinged up, you, you always had the mint one, right? Like hey, this is
1: worth $3. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: This is definitely. And so I would just, I love doing that. And, um, I don't know, I was a big, uh, kind of tomboy, uh, when I was younger and I played a bunch of sports. Um, and you know, I, I, I love baseball. And I think it's funny now just kind of looking at, like, I'm like, now I also just kind of sit and look at, at numbers, not necessarily on the back of baseball cards, but on right. my computer screen about baseball players, you know? Um, but yeah, so I, I was doing that. Um, there was a time where I wanted to be a vet, but, um, I found out that I was kind of, I had allergies and I was allergic to animals. So I couldn't, Oh, really that sad. I'm that. sorry. I know, I know that's all right. Um, but yeah, and then I was always interested in politics, and I um, ended up going to college and got a political degree, and um, yeah, but that's further down the line, I guess, if we're, since we're talking yeah, that, about little Lauren.
1: That's not that's not little Lauren. Yeah, we're I, still I, in
2: little Lauren time. Um, you know,
1: I, yeah. uh, I actually went to the first ever Colorado Rockies game.
2: I went, wait, um, I, went to one, I went to like one of the first Colorado mm-hmm. games. Um, And I got a hat. I still have it. And like, I have a hat. I have like a hat. Okay. And it was like Andres Galarraga signed it. Oh wow. Yeah. And so I was like, so excited. This was like a big deal for me. I was like, oh, that was so great. Um, But that, that is my, I, I caught one game before we left and went to Arizona and and that was it. And I was really excited about that. But I interrupted your Colorado Rockies. No, well, it's the
1: big cat though. I mean,
2: right. Exactly. I was so excited.
1: uh, there wasn't much to it. I just remember I got this little pin, and I didn't care mm-hmm. at the age of like five or something. Yeah. But mm-hmm. then I realized later, wait a second, I had a pin from the very first Colorado Rockies game. That's cool. I guess that's kind of cool. And then that's I went on cool. eBay. It was like, oh, it's five dollars. Never mind. It's not that cool.
2: <laughs> but okay, but it's fine. probably a mint in mint condition. So, oh yeah, you know, right. You can, yeah, yeah uh, that's, I can
1: kill him a Beckett. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was the funniest thing ever yeah, going yeah. through. And it's it, in like retrospect that magazine is so mm-hmm. silly. It's not for kids. It's for like actual people. Like it's like stock reporting.
2: Do they still have, is it still around? I don't you know. know.
1: Like- I, I I would imagine not. Like the craze was yeah. at its peak really, I think yeah. in the nineties. Yeah. I mean, maybe now they don't need to put out a magazine for it. They just have like something. Right. For- I don't know. Yeah. But, but wow. yeah,
2: but I was just very happy with uh, a Beckett and mm-hmm. some baseball cards. And, uh, um, you know, it was like, it like a binder? And I, would, yeah, right. Oh, a, mine's, yeah,
1: mine's right over here. You, know, okay. it's, you can't see it right now. It's holding open the sound, uh, blanket so that I can have the AC running. Oh, there you go. Uh, it's very smart, it's a
2: purpose. It's, yeah, you know.
1: <laughs> none of the cards inside <laughs> of it, right? Um, but okay, do you remember like your best baseball card? The one I was like, oh, yeah, that's the one.
2: I don't, I don't, I seriously, I have so many at my parents' house. Um, it's shelves and shelves worth of binders and mm-hmm. um no I don't I would like to go back um and get them from my parents house and I would I could totally like geek out and look through them if I did this but um that's I'm gonna have to do that at some point but yeah
1: no so, now did you ahead. well did you get like okay did you get a, a one in wine or any of like the one in tens
2: Oh, like some of the, yeah, like the limited series, right? God, I don't even know. I, I don't, I don't know. Nothing that stands like out where yeah. I am like, yes, this is my card and this is what I did. I know I just have so many, Nick. I don't, I don't <laughs> really know, and I need to sift through them at some point. I, you know, it's my um, my grandparents got me one year. It was the. Um, I guess it was like the whole tops set of like mm-hmm. the Oakland athletics, which I thought was really cool. But at the same time, I, I was always like, no, I, I'm going to collect a whole team's worth of baseball cards on my own. Right. Like I don't. Right. You know, yeah. You want to yeah. like,
1: un, it felt like it was cheating. Just buying right. them. Totally. Hands, right? I want to yeah. chase
2: all the players and do this. And so then you end up with like really crazy. All these duplicates of guys. Right. That's that, like the old pay you
1: know, to win. You know, mm-hmm. that's not exactly.
2: Fair. And I was like, that's not fun. Right. I appreciate this. I was like, I really like this grandma, grandpa, but I also don't you know, help me cheat. <laughs> I know I need to, I like, I like unwrapping those, you know, the, all the, oh, the, the cards. smells. New. Oh, <laughs> I gosh. know. Oh,
1: yep. Something and
2: else. it's, that's what I feel like in, um, like Willy Wonka, you know, when they open
1: the, Oh yeah. The golden the ticket they're looking
2: yeah. for Like, I feel like that's how I was with baseball cards, but it's just like, oh, just any baseball card for me was fine. You know?
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah. So, yeah. I, I. Uh, I had two cards that were uh-huh. in any way special, and I, none of them were like one out of one mm-hmm. or anything. But it was, I there was one that was I want to say like metal universe or something along those lines. Ooh, one of the okay. crazy ones that had the weird on the side. Was and it like sh-
2: shiny and perforated and like almost like a newfangled yeah. one? Okay. It
1: was. It was. They had a series of maybe like ninety nine or two thousand or something where. Um, they put the names and they put them on the sign. Had some these crazy colors and, like big fonts. It was a it was a whole thing in the nineties mm-hmm. of like trying to look like everything was spelled with a Z,
2: right? <laughs> oh right, yeah. Uh-huh.
1: And uh, I got one that instead of a normal like gold name or something, it was a foiled name, Ooh, which is uh-huh. like a one out of seventy five or something. I was like, uh-huh. guess the player that I got it for, Scott Spezio.
2: <laughs> oh, Scott Spezio, the most valuable
1: <laughs> card you could have. <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh, God. So, so I had that. And then, um, you know how, like, they're the major, like, the main sets, and then they have mm-hmm. the weird offshoots inside the set sometimes, where it's like they have like 20 cards that are of a special series of it. Mm-hmm. Not an mm-hmm. insert, yeah. but it's part of the main set. Mm-hmm. And they're always worth less yeah. than the main one. Yeah. So it, for this one, it was, this is actually Metal Universe. I was really into Metal Universe, I guess, um, from like 98. And it's that thing. It's like MLPD, which is Uh I don't even know what that PD is, but it's a precious metal gem. One out of 50. But because it's like that offshoot, it's so much worse. (laughs) So like no one cares about this thing. (laughs)
2: Were you really excited about this, though?
1: Yes, I thought yes. it. I was like, oh, my God, I have a thirty-five out number 35 out of 50. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, you got that one, though? Yeah. It would have been better <laughs> like, if it's oh. a player we don't even know now <laughs> than the well, Jetpack right. version. And
2: I feel it's like with those ones, like the Scott Spezios, you know there were always like a couple more of the Scott Spezios rolling out there than yeah. like the really, really fancy ones of, the, of that set, you know? Right.
1: Yeah. Oh, so that's all I ever got. And I see people like an eight-year-old, Getting a one out of one, I'm like, I've opened so many packs in my day.
2: Mm-hmm. How
1: did I never
2: get anything like that? Yeah. That's not fair. Yeah. What were What are your thoughts on the cards that would have either like a cut of like um
1: oh a jersey, or, jersey oh, or a I bat? I never got one. I tried so many upper deck. Yeah. Packs and I yeah.
2: Never yeah. yeah. I think I had a couple. I don't. This is. I mean, I know I'm like talking about this card and say how much I like it, but. I, you know, I can't remember exactly everything. Like I said, I need to go through and yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to come back and update you, you know, on that because I actually,
1: I, I did a stream during, I think COVID or maybe it was a year ago or so where I mm-hmm. had my camera above so people can see mm-hmm. um, me open my binder. I had checked this out for ages yeah. and I went through all of them and I thought I had these like valuable cards. I, mm-hmm. I ordered them as you do the binders yep. in order of your best cards first, right? Yeah. It, it was like the eighth page or something, and the corner, oh. bottom right corner of the binder was a Jimmy Rollins rookie.
2: Ooh,
1: uh-huh. that mm. is the best one I had. And I looked it up; it's like fifteen dollars of this okay. entire thing of this entire collection that I got. I mean, I have inserts. Mm-hmm. I have inserts. I should be okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't think anyone cares about inserts anymore now.
2: You uh... will, you know, it's in the eye of the beholder. Nick, I think oh, that, like, I what, what that. I. <laughs> Well, I think it's, like, I wouldn't trade. I know if I go back through these cards, I'm sure maybe there's a handful of, like, really, like, kind of valuable ones, maybe. But uh-huh. I do look back on the time, and I'm just, like, I loved it, and um, yeah. I'm sure most of these cards are just, like, 10 cents or whatever, if even. And, sure. um, you know, but, it you know, it's not really a At the, at the, the
1: time, we thought we would right. be... Yeah, oh, I know this is going to be, this
2: is like, so this is like the lottery ticket for like eight yeah. year olds. So it's like, I'm not going to have to work because I am going to get <laughs> some very rare rookie card and I am set for life.
1: <laughs> oh, <I have> this <laughs> You a know? distinct memory of my mom owing me like $10. Mm-hmm. And we're like, she like, we're in the comic book store. Mm-hmm. And I want to get like two packs of Dondress. Mm hmm. And she's like, this is what you want to spend your $10 on? Mm-hmm. I was it like, is. Yes.
2: Yeah. It, any, any, any spare money I had, I was like, mom, can you take me? And I was always like, can you take me to the card store?
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? um, I actually got to be on an episode of Reading Rainbow. Or at Ooh. least they 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 auditioned me. Mm-hmm. And they gave me like six packs mm-hmm. to like show, okay, talk about as I opened them why I wanted this or why I was interested oh, in it. Oh, okay, yeah. And then um they said, no, we're not going to use you, but here's eight more. And I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> like, this is like Christmas, eight packs. Like, as a kid opening eight packs in a row is like, what? Yeah. I do like I, one at a time if I'm like, you know, I would,
2: and I would two. also would want to space it out a little bit. I know it's oh, like you would get so yeah. excited, but I could, I would never like blow through everything at once because <laughs> I want to prolong that in- enjoyment, oh, yeah, you know? Fair. Yeah. I that was, not, was my personal. Yeah baseball card I, opening
1: uh, I respect you all time for that. <laughs> um so I mean so when you were a kid then uh mm-hmm. was there a certain thing that like all right this is what I'm going to be when I grow up
2: um no not outside of kind of that r- really short-lived you know I want to be a veterinarian sort of thing right but that um no and then I, I quickly I did get into like I I like to read a lot and um and I think this is weird to say as a kid, but I, cause it wasn't, I don't know when this was formed, but I did, I really liked, um, I liked s- sports, animals, and then I was always like reading like <laughs> biographies and stuff. So oh, I like, this
1: is what the normal three things are that every kid right? goes through. Yeah. You know, right.
2: <laughs> this is so common. <laughs> this is so boring because this is so common. Um, and it, at some point, like really early on, I really did um, like, uh, like government and, and and politics and all
1: that that's joke. cool so, yeah yeah um so, so yeah. like high school were you okay a uh, good student lauren gotta get into college because i gotta go in and i was
2: a pretty good college. student yeah. yeah i mean and i was a fairly like um also good kind of quiet like uh student didn't really rock the boat didn't really get in mm-hmm. trouble um you know honor student that sort of thing right. Um, yeah. And I always like, I wanted to go on, um, and I did go on to a couple of like summer trips to Washington and, um, and do that. So I knew at some point that, um, I liked politics and all that stuff and I want to go to Washington and, um, yeah.
1: Is that so, where you are now?
2: I, and I am currently living in Washington, DC. <laughs> Look so, at you. So, you know, so, you know, um, I don't have a political job, but I used to, um, but, I don't have any more but it's really it's you can't really escape politics living in DC. But I have been in DC for like 20 years. Um, oh, wow. and I I love it. So
1: So so um, it must have been right out of college then. You're just Yeah, like, I left, I yeah maybe immediately after college. I
2: I got um, a degree in political science from ASU and
1: oh, um, man. immediately They just took down Wait, they just took down <laughs> Michigan in basketball. Oh, did so,
2: they? See, I don't yeah. follow basketball.
1: Just, just you know, just just understand that I'm really angry at you now. That's fine. okay. All right. Okay. okay. Yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> should I continue on? Do we need to don't, end this? Don't Do know. we need to end this honestly, right now?
1: <laughs> I don't know. You know are, are we on this, the fence? This, this might be the right time okay. to take a quick break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <sighs> okay. And we're back. i I've, I've settled down. I'm good. I don't even sure? know what basketball is. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't even know. Is it, is I, it a, I did game, well I will say there, laundry involved? I don't know.
2: <laughs> I did follow basketball when I was younger a lot, but it was also it was never really college basketball. It was professional basketball. And um it was when I was growing up in Arizona and I was a big Phoenix Suns fan. And wow. it was kind of during the day like my basketball knowledge and history honestly stops probably in the late nineties. Um, so like
1: Barkley. And mm-hmm, yeah. Barkley, like
2: Marley, Kevin Johnson, that whole, yeah, yeah that kind of yeah. era. Um, and at the time Jeff Hornacek, uh, used to play for the Suns, and he lived down the street from me. And that was really exciting because I was on like my basketball team in middle school and, um, I was really, I was little, so I was basically, um, like, uh, like a point guard. And I basically mm-hmm. never really went past the three point line. If I was open, they'd, uh, you know, pass a ball to me and I could drain threes. Like this was the thing that I could do. Right. Um, and the only thing I could do on a basketball court. Um, but he lived down the street. And so like, sometimes he would come over and play basketball with me. And I was super stoked about
1: that. Oh, that's a really cool. That was fun. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So sorry, I interrupted you. ASU, oh, poli sci, oh. mm-hmm. you get your first job and you head off to DC.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So one of my first jobs coming to DC was, um, well, I worked at a lobbying, kind of like a lobbying firm. And so I was like a legislative kind of assistant, I guess was the title. Um, And I did that for a little bit, but then I went back to school. I went to get um, my master's in uh, environmental politics and globalization. And so um, I had that job for a little bit, went to school um, and, and like my degree was only, it was, I, I went to London for that. So I, it was only like, say a three-year program versus a four-year program. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did that and, um, then came back and worked at a, like a media watchdog organization in DC, um, and was a researcher and wrote articles there.
1: So. Nice. I uh, which one was your favorite?
2: Like my favorite job yeah. of those two, um, I liked I liked working at the media organization um, because you could kind of research. This was like during what was this? This was like two thousand four, two thousand three, um, and you were kind of assigned beats. Like it was basically an organization where you followed anything from radio, television, newspaper, the big fives. What, what we did was we, what we called kind of you combat conservative misinformation. So it was kind of, it was like a more kind of a, a liberal organization. And um, I got to learn a lot about politics and I like researching and I like writing. And so um, that was, that was fun to me. Nice. For me.
1: Yeah. Was that your first job? The one you got after college?
2: That was the, um, no, it was when I was a I I guess it was like a legislative kind of assistant. And so um, at a lobbying firm, and they basically, it was for a law firm that was based out of the Pacific Northwest. And so at the time, a lot of the clients, their clients were ports. And at the time, this was like right after September 11th. So there was a lot going on in terms of border security and um, Homeland Security was just getting started and it just, Ports were kind of like a big deal. And so we kind of dealt with a lot of port related issues, which um, was good um, kind of experience. But it's not like I was like, yeah, ports, like, right, right, you know, so yeah. it was it was good experience, <laughs> yeah, but, you know,
1: that's everybody's jam. <laughs> um, I just I just got to go and, and check out those ports. Uh-huh, yeah. mm. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, like in, in middle school, high school, mm-hmm. did you have any sort of odd job that was like the first time you made money?
2: Um, no, my, pa- I was I, not like I babysat a lot is basically okay. like how yeah, I works. kind of funded myself. Um, and I was, I have two younger brothers also who were eight, and nine years younger than me. And I basically was kind of, um, uh babysitting all of kind of like the neighborhood children um all the time from like day one (laughs) and I loved it it was easy I loved it because I could I could I like I love kids I I could watch kids I could also do get my homework done like I could you know it was just great I was like this is the best job (laughs)
1: you know (laughs) I could see you with like three kids you know in your arms (laughs) and then one on your hip and you know
2: yeah it's great you can just watch movies an like, <laughs> and people were just like, okay. And I, it was weird. Cause at the time I know we, you know, we've got lots of friends that have uh, kids and apparently like the babysitting industry now is like very expensive. And, um, and at the time when I was doing it, it was just, you know, it's like I would, I could babysit for a night, get like 20 bucks or something right, like that. it right. was like, great. Um, and kind of had like a network of families that I worked yeah. uh, with and, it was great. I liked
1: it. We had a, I remember this in um in my school, there was a book mm-hmm. that like a little phone book for everybody in, in the school. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. there's a section that was just for the babysitters, like oh. approved by the school kids oh. that were babysitting.
2: We, how do you, do you think, how do you think you got that approval? You think you have to like go you, in you and had to actually, like, like interview like, you had, or something? Like There was
1: like a little, there was a course you had to do through the school. Oh, well, that's a good idea. Uh, and uh, I think that's how it worked. And so okay. my, my babysitters growing up are all like in high school seniors and something mm-hmm. like that. And I was mm-hmm. like eight, nine years old. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, babysitting, I mean, you're saying it's crazy expensive now. What is it like a hundred bucks a night or something?
2: I don't know. It's like sometimes, you know, when you kind of like go out like pre COVID a bunch, um, it was just like, oh my God, we got to like pay, pay the babysitter. It's going to be like at least, you know, like 60 bucks, depending on what you're doing. I was like, right. man. That's
1: like, that's, that's I would also
2: be out. like, that's a good gig though. I was <laughs> like, yeah. you know? like, I, again, I will sit and happily watch some children for a couple hours. Right. Um, and you can give me at least $60 to do
1: it. Sure. And especially when they're super young it's like half of the time mm-hmm. is literally them in bed.
2: Yeah. So um, yeah. After that, like 8 PM, you know, there's right. just, I feel like a universal child bedtime is 8 PM. And so it's like, you, you, you put them in bed and then you do whatever you want. You know, watch yeah, TV, I did the, you know,
1: um, I did, I, I babysat a few times. Um, Mm -hmm. There was just there was a a teacher and her nephew. Mm -hmm. Um, And for whatever reason, I was like, yeah, I can I can do. She like thought of me to do. I was like, okay yeah, I'll just I'll do that. Uh, I I guess I'm going to admit this. Um, Mm -hmm. It's like the the I'm such a noob when it comes to babysitting. I mean, Mm -hmm. at least like when I was like 16 or something um, that I remember. I remember a moment where he was napping and he wanted me to like to for him to like go to sleep
0: mm-hmm. he
1: wanted me to like be on the floor mm-hmm. and like there in the room to go uh-huh. to sleep you know what i mean yeah so i totally like accidentally fell asleep for like a good five yeah. minutes uh-huh. and i hope it was five minutes i don't even know mm-hmm. um we didn't have phones or like you know at the time or something i <laughs> right. couldn't like check exactly how you long check the it sun
2: was. you look out the window. You know,
1: right. <laughs> And I just remember feeling like I am the worst babysitter ever. I mean, he was fast asleep. Like, there yeah. was nothing. There was no problem or anything like that. Yeah. I was just like, I don't think I can handle the anxiety of doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm out of You're the babysitter out. business.
2: <laughs> You're out. That was it. I fell asleep on the floor <laughs> once and I am donezo. No, I am
1: so gone. I'm like, oh, God. Like, just well, How old, so how old
2: was the child? Oh, about. he was
1: like eight. Oh, okay. You know, I helped him with his homework. I, I did oh, okay. that, you know. He yeah. was... A wonderful kid you know yeah just <laughs> I, like, I can't yeah. do this I don't know how you <laughs> I, it, it is wild to me actually just yeah I don't know how old were you doing this 14 15 oh like, my god
2: no I would say early like I w- was very early um like probably like 11 12 13 yeah, that's on so much yeah.
1: responsibility
2: I know but I I don't know I don't know if you always say things were different then I don't know like but I was I was kind of um like an older child I guess where like I said um my brothers are a year apart and so um I really kind of watched my middle brother a lot while my youngest brother like my parents were tending to the you know my youngest brother and um so I was kind of a built-in babysitter and I had that early gotcha. on from like age yeah. nine so it was just so, easy so for you me to had do. it
1: yeah it was yeah. there for you yeah but even as a parent, just saying, "Yeah, this twelve-year-old seems good enough." Let yeah, well, yeah,
2: there. no, that's crazy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we're gonna bring a twelve over. We're gonna we're gonna go see we're gonna go see a movie. We're gonna go out date night, and uh, we're gonna bring a twelve over twelve-year-old over. You know, watch the kids.
1: I mean, I'm I'm talking like this with somebody without kids or anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, the same. But what yeah, do I know? Uh, what yeah. do I know, Lauren? I don't. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> um so let's progress through this and actually mm-hmm. I-, I want you to uh, i think you have a very interesting perspective we haven't had anyone on mm-hmm. the show that has uh, worked in politics mm-hmm. um for anybody listening that is interested to jump into it is there a piece of advice that you've learned over your years in the business that you'd uh, you'd want to tell yourself just entering it
2: I, well and i would say that this kind of actually applies to lots of things but um you know, kind of the power of, of networking. You know, and um, just kind of being open to, um, <clears throat> you know, meeting. Especially, you know, I think nowadays where I think that that politics um, has you know become very can be very divisive. I think um, I think that uh, you know don't kind of always kind of like keep an open mind. Um, at the end of the day, we are are all just people, and people no one has a correct perspective. We all come from different backgrounds. And I think that, um, being able to be open to that is a very good and powerful thing. And again, I I don't think that this just applies to politics, but, um, I think that that's always, uh, kind of a good thing, but yeah, that combined with networking, um, you never really know, you know, where your experiences are going to, to come from. So I think you kind of always need to kind of keep that in mind. And, um, If there's something that you're really passionate about, whether it's a specific issue, um, you know, definitely try and volunteer or uh, figure out organizations that are of interest to you and that you would like and see what's out there. You know, I mean, you won't know unless you go out and try things. Yeah, you got to ask
1: questions, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, That kind of reminds me of something Justin Mason, uh, the Mm -hmm. wise Justin Mason. Mm -hmm.
2: Wise Mason. He Mm -hmm. says,
1: you never know who's going to be your boss. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I thought was interesting. I was like, yeah, that, that, that is actually really smart. Of, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know yeah. uh, if, if that's, if that's what you need to, I'll, I'll put it uh, just, just be nice to people in the first place, of course. right? Um, but I, uh, but yeah, networking is, uh, I hate how important it is.
2: Me too. I am not <laughs> like, I say that. And I think part of that is a thing, like why I would say network. It's something that I don't really like to do. Mm-hmm. And um I think that there are certain people that are really good at it, but I think that you do kind of, you have to do it to a certain extent. I'm not comfortable all the time doing that. I never right. really was, but um, I think it's, it's something that's really valuable. So.
1: It, it, the idea of what networking is to a lot of people, at least it was for me for a while until I realized more so what it is. But there's this perception that networking is schmoozing and being fake and disingenuous. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's not. Mm-mm, mm-hmm. networking is literally just having a conversation with someone you haven't had before right that's it you, and you don't, i think if you that, don't like them you don't have to keep talking to them
2: right i no. i think that that that's true and i think that you know in terms of of politics if there's like i said kind of a, an issue or something that you're really interested in or feel strongly for and want to be an advocate um to, i think that that also makes it easier it's kind of like say you know when you were talking about first pitch arizona earlier where Mm -hmm. it's like in a way that was easy because you knew everyone there you were kind you were interested in one thing that you really like and everyone here is interested in that and so it's very easy when you find that to kind of fall into conversations um and in a way whether you think you're necessarily networking or not if you think you're just having a conversation with someone um you never know like down the line if they're like hey you know uh, I'd like to have you come on my podcast, or right. you know, whatever. You know, you never know what's going to kind of come out. Um,
1: Absolutely, yeah. This, this okay. is great. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. good piece of advice, Lauren. Thank you. Um, but yeah, it's a yeah. Another way to think of it is it's not even standing around with a beer in your hand or something mm-hmm. like that or a cocktail. It's also saying yes to random things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've had certain opportunities that I wouldn't have had if I didn't say yes to this one person who then said, "Hey, you want to come on to this?" And I said, "Yes." Mm-hmm. And then through that, I know someone else that they they gave me the opportunity that I'm looking right. for, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's networking. It's not yeah. just going to a giant party. Mm-hmm. Um so it, it's all all a process. There's always a story to right. where you get to something that involves you meeting somebody mm-hmm. from there it's a node that goes to something else.
2: Yeah. And I think it's true when you do that to you need to be um you need to kind of present like your true self as well. You have yeah. to be authentic. Can't be and disingenuous, I think exactly. don't yeah, don't try and say uh, things that you think someone else wants to hear right. um, because that really doesn't do you any favors down the line be your authentic self and people either are like thumbs up thumbs down eh, I don't know but all you can do is the best thing you can do is be yourself
1: you know? right you know? one uh one step further on that I'd say is <clears throat> uh you can fake it so that you make it works Mm-hmm. which is shocking and it's mm-hmm. annoying too. Another one that's annoying, that is true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you you have these opportunities. I call it the stumble rule, which is <clears throat> um, if you're like walking up the street and you stumble and then you turn the corner, nobody there knows that you just stumbled. Mm-hmm. So with everything that you do, you can keep redefining yourself as much as you want, mm-hmm. as long as mm-hmm. it's something that you generally want to be as opposed to wearing a mask to take off later. Right. So with a lot of this stuff, if it's a new opportunity for you to define what you want to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and don't make it something that they want them, you to be. be something that right. you want to be. That's right. Because at the end yeah, of the
2: day, what are you doing? Like trying right. to make someone else, you know, fit in some sort of mold or make someone else's vision uh, right. come true versus that, like your own. Because at the end of the day, that you're not, that's going to be very hollow and you're not going to like that.
1: No, you're not. Uh, that's yeah. great as well. Yeah. Uh, we so go. I... So that aside, Mm -hmm. um, you do stuff in baseball media now. This is awesome. I do. I do. uh, Tell us how you got into this.
2: This is this was, and I'm. I feel like I still am a kind of a newbie in this. um, But uh, when did this start? This started in um, probably 2001. Um, You're a a newbie starting
1: in 2001. (laughs) Yes. Lauren.
2: Yes. Queen. Wait, wait, 2021. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I've been doing this 20 years. I feel yeah, like I'm, uh... I'm just like <laughs> 2021. Thank you for catching that, Nick. Um, that was a very large time gap there. Um so yes, 2021. Um, one of my uh, friend, but at the time was kind of like a coworker at that media organization. We would always find ourselves in the office talking about sports and, um, or like at, you know, little organizational gatherings or whatever. And we'd always talk about sports. And, um, I, he ended up, um, like, well, basically he's, he came to me kind of in, in 2020 at the end of 2020 and was like, I'm thinking of doing a sports podcast. Like whenever we saw each other, we're like, we should do a sports podcast, you know, and you there always you say go. it and it's like, great. Yeah. You know, and then you leave and you don't, you never really do anything about it. And so, uh, he's like, I'm actually thinking this is kind of after COVID. And so kind of the world had kind of gone on pause a little bit. And, uh, he's like, I'm actually, you know, now thinking of doing a podcast. Um, <clears throat> would you be interested in kind of doing this with me i was like sure even though neither of us kind of knew what we were doing or how to go about this um and but we basically kind of came up with this idea of like rest of season rankings and it was we had like a podcast that we did and we had like this this website and we would this were baseball and football but we would kind of do these um basically notes on all these players rank them once a week do um kind of write a little article on the website and then we would also try and do podcasts like twice twice a week if we could um and it took a long time to get this started primarily because the website took forever right yeah just that's like
1: a, i can be such a <laughs> yeah
2: that yeah. was we wanted to be ready for like the the i guess the 20 wait 2021 am I off on a year I might be um yeah the 2021 season um and um but the website kind of really pushed us back and we weren't really ready until like Mm mid-season so basically we ended up doing a handful of episodes and Matt Williams um had sent out a tweet we had done five episodes at this time and Matt Williams sent out um a tweet saying hey any new content content um People send me your stuff. I will look at it, and um, you know, if I like your stuff, I'll I'll give you feedback. And so Andrew had sent, like, my friend Andrew had sent the a copy of our um, podcast, and Matt got in touch and was like, "I'd like this. Do you guys want to come on my show?" And so we're like, "Yeah, great." And so we went on Matt Williams's show, and a couple days after that, Matt got in touch with me and was like, "Hey." Um, I know a friend of mine is looking for a co-host for um, a baseball show. I recommended you. I hope you don't mind. Uh, he may. He's probably going to get in touch with you. And that was Michael Simeone. And so, um, so I ended up um, kind of co-hosting with Michael Simeone over at SPU yeah. Streamer. And um, and then a couple weeks after that, you know, Eric Cross got in touch and was like um, I like you on the podcast. Do you also write, excuse me? And I was like, "Uh, I haven't written a ton. I've written a little bit. And he's like, do you want to try it? And so I was like, sure. And so then I was writing over at fan tracks. And so I've, um, this past, uh, season was like my first full season. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've kind of been doing this for like a season and a half. And I, like I said, that's where I still feel like I'm, um, trying to get my, my sea legs under me, um, (laughs) in terms of, uh, you know, I've, I've learned a lot in a really short amount of time and, um, still feel like I'm, I'm still learning and, but it's been great. I've met like lots of great people, but that's how it started. was just kind of learning now
1: so much every single time I go to first pitch, every time I I read anything else. Oh, right. Hitters are a thing. No. Um, but I, that's really cool. I mean, that's kind of how it can happen, you know, if yeah. you put yourself out there and you get opportunities and you say yes to them, and then one mm. thing leads to another, right?
2: Yeah. It's, and it, like I said, it's happened really quickly. Um, and I still feel like I'm trying to catch up, but, um, doing the best I can and I'm kind of learning like every day and, um, but yeah, it's been fun. Like I said, you know, kind of going back to that little Lauren of looking at those baseball cards uh, and looking at numbers and now bigger, older Lauren is kind of doing that. And that's, that's fun too. Um, yeah.
1: So yeah, I love it. It's been fun. Oh, that's really cool. I wonder yeah. if fan track, not fan tracks, fan ever goes to model where you have to purchase the player page onto a, a baseball mm. card, and you have to wait a week until you actually get to read the player page on the back of a card.
2: Uh huh. That'd be fun, right?
1: Yeah. That, maybe we'll uh-huh. consider that model. Uh huh. Uh huh. No. Uh. So. So, how was your first year? I mean, it, what was the regular schedule for you?
2: I liked it. I mean, when so that was, I was doing, um, I think one or two articles. I think I was doing just one article a week uh, for Fan Tracks. Um, and then one podcast with, with Michael, um, it was fun. I mean, I, at first when I was at Fantrax because I didn't know, I came into it at the end of the year and I didn't really know, um, like Eric's like, what do you want to write about it? And, and I was like, I'll write about anything. And yeah. cause I do like anything, but that also is not very helpful. He's like, I know, but what do you want to write about? And I was like, I don't know. And it was tough for me coming into, um, at the end of the season, because it was also like everyone kind of like everyone already had kind of their writing assignments, whether it was waiver wire or like,
1: yeah. you know, to start pictures. Yeah.
2: And- everything. Like it was all like already figured out. And so it was mm-hmm. tough to one, I never had done this before. And then two, how do you fit in there? And like, well, a lot of stuff is already covered. And so, um, I think in that first season, I had just done like, maybe four or five articles and they were essentially kind of like, um, you know, underperformers and overperformers, And, um, and then in that first full season, I was doing kind of essentially the same thing, like looking at guys who uh, are either underperforming that you should, um, you know, you think, or, or yeah, guys who are overperforming, um, or underperforming. And it was under like, I think called like hot and cold streaks. So I was looking at streaking players and, um, so I did that. It was good. I don't, um, I would continue doing that. I like that. I, I haven't figured out what my assignment's going to be, what I want to do this season. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, I don't know. I, I, I thought it was good. I've, I've enjoyed it and yeah. I may do more articles than just kind of once a week, um, you know, like I said, it's it's tough sometimes. Like right now, it's kind of an overlap between like football and baseball for me. Um, but we all
1: know what the solution is here, Lauren. I know
2: get rid of football, right? Yeah,
1: come on, <laughs> especially <laughs> December. I mean, it, it is really, I know, but
2: it's like playoffs just started. Now is like well, when you know,
1: I, I, know, I know this, I know. we have QB lists. I, know. I I know how it works. Uh, you, I you're aware August, you're aware of something. August, going September, on now. October is like <clears throat> huge for fantasy football. Then it starts. I don't know. November, everyone's like, I know. oh yeah, and I have the, that baseball's game, now I just starting
2: to kick up. And you then know, December and... is like,
1: oh, I'm not going to make the playoffs. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. You know, I know. Uh-huh. it's how so it you is. Do. You
2: do. You you know what's going on.
1: Oh, I know from the business side.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I did make it. I did
1: make it in the the legacy league for QB list staff, which is just okay. so funny to me. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've missed the playoffs once uh, in four or five years. Maybe I did one. I'm sure I did one year. Wow! I know. Well, it, I think it proves not me, but the quality of the game itself.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's,
1: yeah. I mean, if you flip you a go. coin five times, you know, sometimes there'll be four of them. You know.
2: Yeah. Four heads. Yep. You know, right? Uh
1: huh. Uh, totally. Um, I, I think it's actually really interesting because I want to I want to dive into this a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I don't often get the. Uh, Uh, the perspective of someone, you've just been in the game kind of for like a year and a half now. Mm -hmm. You just had your full season of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, For me, I have this down by the book schedule now, right? Mm -hmm. I have, all right, at night, I'm writing the SP Roundup and then the next morning I'm doing a Twitch thing where I do this and I do that and then I have my free time like in the middle of the day where I still work Mm -hmm. most of the time. Mm -hmm. And then I have this podcast then this podcast then and then so on and so forth, right? And I just, I do that and that's it. I have my... Lovely new keyboard. I have my Ooh. two monitors. I mm-hmm. listen to music, which is actually just Toto on repeat for the SP mm. roundup. It's I'm not <laughs> nice. mm-hmm. it's not a joke. The mm-hmm. developer in the code put Toto by uh, wow. Africa by Toto. Yeah. When I press give me the roundup stats, it starts playing on repeat.
2: Now, do you ever get tired of that though?
1: No, it's a vibe. It's like a yeah. setting. It's like yeah. just a uh, I'm at work and it's just yeah. there. And I sometimes I'm typing and go, oh man, it's already the instrumental bridge. Okay, fine. All right, got it. Oh, I gotta go again? Oh my God. Running out of time. Um (laughs) but I but yeah, I have that that's built in for me. But someone just jumping in, I did you struggle to find that sort of schedule for yourself Mm -hmm. and you still find trying to figure exactly what that is
2: yeah still figuring out a little bit i mean it's easy like i said like right now i'm primarily doing football that's a really easy set schedule where Mm -hmm. um where you know kind of start on sunday you've got the games i'm researching um on you know monday and writing on monday finishing up on tuesday turning stuff in on tuesday um for like a wednesday um you know, when it's out, out in the world there, that's like my deadline, um, for that. And then I also have to, I do a couple other little football stuff, um, like, like bold predictions over there. So basically a Sunday to, to Wednesday is kind of like football. And now that we're Mm -hmm. kind of transitioning over, we've got, you know, off season and baseball. Now that's just kind of, um, kind of also doing like baseball research and stuff. But when I was doing it, um, kind of that first season, it helped that, um, everything was set. Like it was like doing Tuesdays with Michael Simeone, you know, that was set mm-hmm. and then having those set deadlines and I would have to work around it. Cause I'd have to also work around it like with, with work and then kind of figure out stuff, but you do it. I feel like when you have more t- crunched time, it's like, you can figure that out rather than if you, if you do have free space, sometimes I think it's like, pff, oh, yeah, you think no. that's better, but it's not no. really for me at least because then it's just like you either procrastinate or you don't really, it's just like, I found that if I had lots of deadlines, that was actually more helpful because then it was like, you had to really like focus and be like, okay, okay. Arbok, let's just do like, you got to hammer this out. This has to get in and, you know, has to be submitted by X time. And so I actually found when there was more things, um, on the docket that, that, um, that helps me. And I had, I, with this first season, I actually pulled back, um, Instead, I was only going to do one article a week, and I think I could definitely, like, kind of do a couple, um, and I think that that would help me kind of just focus time. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, going into this season, um, you know, Eric, like, you know, Eric's always great, and he's just, like, you can write as little or as not little as you want, like, or as much as you want little or not little um I liked
1: it, so that was fine
2: i was like little or not little
1: you know um, everyone, that makes sense everyone always goes for the the large but no you're gonna say the little man little or not little, little. More, yeah
2: uh-huh yeah so I, tr- I minimize everything um but i think i may um try and, and double it up a little bit and see um how that goes I don't know. Right. Did that really answer? I feel like I rambled on that one a little That's bit. That's okay.
1: That's what I do all the time in the <laughs> okay. works. Okay. All right. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, no. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a, like... Okay. Okay. So are you listening to music when you write?
2: Um, I can listen to music, but I can't listen to music. I do. I do but I can't listen to music that has lyrics because otherwise um, I'll get like I'll listen mm. to the lyrics more than focusing on what what I need to do. So then my music when I work ranges anything from say like a classical and a jazz to just um kind of like a, like a chill a thing like some thing. sort of mix yeah where it's just like
1: yeah.
2: It's like if you're sitting like in a in like I don't know like a coffee shop or something where Yeah, sure. yeah.
1: It's I, uh my my Twitch stream ruined my uh, Spotify Wrapped because I had to play mm-hmm. like lo-fi stream beats the yeah. entire time for every stream. So it's like, Oh, Hey, you really liked lo-fi by <laughs> Harris i I'm like, I know, yeah. but that's not me. That's, I, just, yeah. that's just around me.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's that's not my but, preference. But that is like, I can't work with lyrics because then yeah. I will just be keyed in on that.
1: Yeah. I'm weird. I, I don't care for lyrics. I call it the mm-hmm. 5% rule um, mm-hmm. where 5% of the time, the lyrics of a song will make me either like or dislike it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just all like I I vocals themselves, their mm-hmm. melodies and how they sound is important. But the actual words, the poetry of it, maybe in retrospect, I'll read at it. and be like, oh, that's interesting. OK. But yeah. I mean, that's not the music. That's not. I don't know. It, 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 that's mm-hmm. not for me, but I know I'm weird. I'm the weird one mm-hmm. here. Weird? I get it. Well, it, it's it's minority, which is weird okay. to me. Uh, <laughs> but um, the uh, I, I guess like. You you addressed one of the problems that you had coming into you're saying, Well, what do you want to write about? And you're like, I mm-hmm. don't know. And so, he mm-hmm. said, Well, you can write about anything. He so, said, I know that, but I still can't decide. Mm-hmm. Uh and did you find a solution for that?
2: Um so when I did like my hot and cold streaks, I like that because that's just essentially kind of like a buy, buy high, buy low, sell high sort of right. thing. Um, I do like doing that. Um I also like it's really easy. Like I like to do like waiver wiry stuff, but Eric Cross, ugh, Eric Cross, he's in charge of you know ugh. the waiver thing. I can't, so that, I can't that like them, that's not coming down bringing to me. us all down, <laughs> you know, um, because I do I like no, I like that because it's just like you can kind of um, it's like you're just analyzing players that are maybe under the radar and mm-hmm. aren't maybe out there, and I like I like looking at kind of you know underlying metrics and then what that means for players. I don't know. So that also is not really an exact subject. So I don't know. No, I have, I haven't like customized it to what I actually really.
1: Well, this, this kind of leads into a question I Mm -hmm. ask a lot of people is, so here you are now. You Mm -hmm. have this fun uh, uh, situation with, with fan tracks. What do you see your, for yourself moving forward? What do you want to be doing uh, inside the industry?
2: Um, I think I, I like, I like to write. I also like going on podcasts and now, you know, when I was doing stuff with Michael, that's no longer since he kind of shut SP streamer down. He's over at GTE. Um, and so I, I miss that. I think that I like writing, but it's also very, um, time consuming. Whereas mm-hmm. I think it's also, you do have to prep for podcasts, but you can kind of get through a lot. Um, and it's kind of fun to interact with people, I think. Um, but I did like having that combo and right now I just kind of have, have the writing. So I guess maybe in the future, I would like to d- do a little bit of both. Um, sure. and, um, I, you know, I don't know really exactly in what kind of like for format. I don't know. I like, I like doing both of those things. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah.
1: But that's okay. So, so to me, it sounds like I just want to write once a week in podcast once a week and then, <clears> then <you're, throat> that's it. You're set.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I think, I mean, ideally it's always, it would be great if you could just kind of, if you could have this as like your full-time
1: Yeah, would you want being. that? I mean, it sounds like you, yeah, you know, you've been it, in the political space for, for many years.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I like it because it's one of those things, it's like you just get to kind of do something that you like to do for fun. And then mm-hmm. um, if you could do that like all the time, that's great, right? Yeah, sure. Um, and so, um, I don't know, like I said, I feel like... It, because I am kind of new. I don't really have, um, I don't have like a set plan right now. I don't, I don't know yet. And well, yeah, a plan, is, you
1: know, a plan is something you create when you know the thing you want. Right. And mm-hmm. then finding the thing you want is always a challenge.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, the thing I want always changes. So, mm. uh, so that's my developers. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but I
2: mean like when you, when like when you started, was it just like, okay this is what I'm doing. I know how I'm going to go about it. Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, yes and no. Like mm -hmm. I I knew, okay, I wanted the gift database. I wanted that to exist. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then they shut it down. So, and I was like, fine. I I enjoyed the writing. So I wanted Mm -hmm. to do a couple articles of this and that. And I think when I started doing the writing, I, um, I was surprised at the response to it because I was one of the few that actually included gifts inside of articles at the time. Mm. Um, and I started to kind of understand the gaps in content on the internet with it, because it mm-hmm. was still kind of ruled by uh, people who had done like newspaper stuff into the proper mm-hmm. realms of journalism. Yeah. Uh, and as we've seen over the past eight, 10 years, uh, content has shifted dramatically. We mm-hmm. haven't jumped so much into the video realm as much as, but we did get into podcasting in 2016. We... Um, I think the style we have on PitcherList, we've been lucky that it fits with a broader audience, I think, Um, just because we're like, hey, very relaxed. Like, I don't make them do APA formatting, Mm -hmm, uh, all that kind of stuff. Um, So, you know, I I saw the pieces a little bit. I mean, what we do now with like how large the site is and all of this, Mm -hmm. I didn't. It just keeps every year there's like an assessment and a reflection of like, what can we accomplish the next year? That's a fun goal. Let me try and do Mm -hmm. that. I mean, now I have like all these grandiose plans. How wonderful would it be to do all these extra things at some point? But, uh, you know, step by step from there. But, yeah, when I first started this, it was just, can this work? Can I just get people on the site to view gifts? That'd be great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then go from there. Yeah. So just, yeah, you need that first, I guess, flag planted and then. Yeah. Yeah. Stake in the ground that pull you up until you get to the peak. Then you can see where you are. I don't know. I'm going to stop being.
2: Is that a is that, that, that is. a is that a phrase?
1: Sure. <laughs> Why not? It, you know, it's a yeah, great okay. one. Yeah. Um, going to change the topic completely here to something like going seemingly be very random, and I apologize in advance. Um, were you so in the 90s? Were you at all involved with the Pokemon craze?
2: No, my brothers were though, so I know a little so bit. So they
1: it. must have enjoyed. That there was a Pokemon named Arbok.
2: I don't. I was. I'm unaware of a Pokemon named Arbok.
1: It's Cobra. Is it, is it backwards. spelled like
2: my name too?
1: No, it's Cobra backwards. Oh, okay. But you, you you call yourself? I, I incorrectly said Arbok before, mm-hmm. and you said mm-hmm. Arbok.
2: Mm, I, and it it's it's te- it's my well. This is a weird thing about my family.
1: So it's you guys, even can't within decide?
2: within the family. <laughs> The, within the family, there is um, like my aunt's side. They, their pronunciation of the, of our last name is Arba, and oh, um, my dad was like, "No, this is we are not Arbas. We are our box." Yeah, but well, then, you're, like you're in the
1: DC area with the Arbas, you know. The, yeah. the-
2: and I think my dad was like horrified by this concept. He's like, <laughs> "We are not." The Arbots. Um, we are the Arbachs, and but then it's also like everyone's like you know, um, Arbach like it, and it, so it's between Arbach and Arbach. But in my family, there's we are more the the <laughs> there's Bach, a third like the party, mm-hmm. yeah, and then but we are in no way the Arbaz.
1: Okay, get that one out <laughs> out of yeah. here we are our own boss <laughs> not our boss. yes okay no. and i'm
2: like that's like crazy that even like two siblings are like you can't f- have the same last name like the pronunciation That's so but that funny. whole side of my family it's, it's the our boss
1: okay so for mm-hmm. you though it's our bach our bach, yeah okay good noted moving forward no, mm-hmm. never is it our
2: sometimes it's our but like like i get that and that's fine but I generally i'm like it's it's our box it's our
1: it's it's Ar- yeah. well it's good to know everybody yeah. this is lauren yeah. Arbach. just yeah. so you know i yep. uh, and be- see i had a whole thing about gold too with our <laughs> and i can't do that now well,
2: well it's- but, it's but i will name. say like with my twitter handle it's like lk and i will say lk our because i feel like lk Arbach,
1: like that's oh they won't be able to find you on twitter yeah it's as well. like it's just yeah. harder
2: to like what is uh, that name what is this? like uh, See, so I do use both Arbach and Auerbach, but never Arba. Yeah.
1: No, never Arba. Never oh, Arba. Oh man! <laughs> well, um, that is something I did not expect, and that's wonderful. I, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask a question to ask everybody because we're getting close to the the hour, and I've already taken so much of your time, and it's been lovely having yes, you here. Yes, it's
2: been lovely chatting.
1: I, uh, do you have a mantra that you live your life by?
2: Um, I don't. Uh. There's not like one thing where I'm like, "Yes, this is like this is how um well, maybe my mantra is not arba. No. <laughs> never <laughs> never ar-ba. arba. That's that's my mantra. Never arba. Um no, I think uh no, I don't have like a set one, but I was referred to this like the other day, like the this idea of um don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good, which I oh, know yeah. is like no, you know that's a i good one. like to me it's just like and i find that when i'm like writing or if i get stuck Ooh. on writing you can do, like i apply it really in anywhere in my life that um you know don't get kind of tied up on um being perfect like we're like what's what's the point there you know i think that oh, you know if, if if you're not perfect that's how you grow and that's how you learn and don't stop being perfect um don't pre- prevent uh, make that prevent you from whatever it is you're doing, you know, yeah. whether it is writing an article or, you know, doing whatever you are doing in your life. I think that it can be applied anywhere. So um, I do kind of go around with that a little bit.
1: Oh man, that's a very good one. Mm. Uh, anytime you're starting a new project or something like that, especially on the internet, I certainly have gone to the point of it needs to be perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm talking developers about little things here and there. And yeah. It's, no, it's like just
2: kind of throw stuff out there and it doesn't have to be perfect. And right. if it, if it, you know, if someone, if it speaks to someone, then great. And if you need to reshape and mold and right. do whatever to figure out whatever it is, but don't, don't stop doing something because you can't do it.
1: There's perfectly. an idea that you only get one shot you to know. kind of be mm. a, to give a first impression. And I, I definitely lean into that too much at times.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. Still with the internet, like you have so many opportunities. The stumble right. rule certainly applies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So people have discovered Would that yours? In the yours last year. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, I have, I have five that I live by. Oh, okay. The fifth one is funny. The four, the four of them are. Um, oh, what are they? No, I <laughs> know your audience.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I everything in moderation, but there are always mm-hmm,
2: exceptions. Mm-hmm.
1: There are always exceptions. Is the third one? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> steps, not leaps. Mm-hmm. I anything that you do you gotta you gotta take yeah. steps and you gotta take steps with other people you can't expect them to take leaps right and the fifth one is don't suck mm-hmm.
2: just, yeah. just, you don't just need don't to be suck. perfect
1: just don't suck yeah, yeah. You
2: know? just, well i, I think that's true and i would say actually one of your uh, your your steps reminds me of actually another thing that I do. It's called like bird by bird, where it's just you take like it's like little. It's just, it's essentially like the same concept, but it came from a really great book by Anne Lamott. And it's called Bird by Bird, and it's like if you ever feel kind of um, like overwhelmed about something, just take it like step by step, yeah. bird by bird. That's like all you got to do, and then it becomes easier with kind of each next. Once
1: you see step. the steps, it's it's so much easier to grasp the goal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. But then you realize, like, I know, I know it takes steps, but I don't want to run 10 miles. <laughs> I see right. the steps, I get it, and I don't care. You're like, not doing don't want to do it. Mm-mm. No. So far, I can't even, like, actually see it. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, But no. Um. And And last questions. I, I realized I didn't ask these. So I normally do. Mm-hmm. Um, are you more of a, a film person, TV person? I, mean, I think you were saying book person, right?
2: Yeah yeah i'm like i'm a big big reader i i feel like my movies and stuff kind of like dropped off a little bit
1: mm-hmm.
2: um i really like old opposite movies of everyone
1: after covid what's that opposite what? of everyone from covid
2: mm-hmm. see right yeah i okay. but i like um i love like old classic movies like um, okay like, like from like the cable days where it was just like you had tcm and so just kind hmm. of like films of like the 40s and all that stuff and 50s sure. like, i love stuff like that um but yeah, big, big uh, kind of book person. And I tend to be a little bit more nonfiction than fiction, um, like biographies. And um, so, yeah.
1: So we have the cool. holidays coming. Is there one that you would highly recommend?
2: <clears throat> I really, I really like, um, what's it called? It's good. I know. Um,
1: that good, uh, huh?
2: No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Because it's about, um, God, <laughs> I believe neck. in
1: you. I believe in you so much right now
2: what's it uh, like seriously um i'm looking over at my bookshelf right now but i've this already loaned this title book I've out. Ever heard of a book just just no well now i can't like whatever i say see...
1: <laughs> none I of them uh, so anyway go go off to your stores you can use promo code picture list <laughs> to get that book that is in lauren's head that you does not want seriously, to seriously i phone. want
2: like what i'm gonna have to do is i'm gonna have to um i just like gave it to my brother um
1: what's the cover it's a candace look-
2: millard book it's about okay. it's about um president garfield but it also talks about it's like his um assassination but it also ties into um uh kind of what was going on
1: mm-hmm. um
2: in society at that time like in that like, led and all to it stuff. and
1: why it wasn't just a random assassination it was step and like
2: step. why he ultimately like he he had uh died essentially because um you know the u.s didn't really take kind of seriously like like um some science-based bacteria junk this i am not selling this i can't even remember the name, but this
1: is really <laughs> Jeez, come on spoiler alert unbelievable <laughs> I was going to be on the edge of my seat the entire time, but now I'm just Um, in in the firm back of it. (laughs) All right. um, I think that's a good time to stop as you are going to shout the name of the book. Destiny
2: of the Republic. Destiny of the Republic.
1: (laughs) Perfect timing, Lauren. (laughs) Destiny of the Republic. You heard it here first. The most <laughs> recommended book for this holiday season by. I
2: totally sold it. Lauren yep.
1: Arbach. I'm sorry. Uh, Lauren <laughs> Arbach. Um, But, uh, but that, I think that's going to conclude this episode. And before we leave, Lauren, please tell mm-hmm. everybody what you do and where they can find you.
2: I write baseball and football articles um, over at Fantrax, So you can find me over there. And my uh, Twitter handle is LK
1: Auerbach. There you go. Definitely give yeah. Lauren Arbach a <laughs> follow, um, but that's going to do it for today. So my name is Nick Pollock and that was my friend, Lauren Arbach.